Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you with us. My next guest is Jay Turo from GrowThink in Los Angeles, California. And Jay is in the business of building business intelligence dashboards. And we're going to talk about utilizing business intelligence and dashboards to increase sales, profits, and the likelihood of a successful business exit. So, Jay, thanks very much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Bill. It's great to be here. appreciate the opportunity. Jay, uh, my pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us. Tell us how how uh, you got started with, uh, or how you started GrowThink and what it's all about. Well, GrowThink is a 16-year-old firm. We're very proud of the fact that we've worked now with over 3,000 businesses of all sizes in developing their business and strategic and exit plans. And a few years ago, we noticed that as business migrated more online onto all these amazing software and service programs that we use to run our business, Google AdWords and Analytics and Salesforce and Constant Contact and QuickBooks Online, that business became, uh, the process of strategy and exit planning became very intertwined with this, uh, with the, all this data and intelligence. So we slowly switched, morphed our, the way we thought about a business and exit planning uh, for our clients from a qualitative undertaking to more one driven very much by the numbers because the numbers are, were more uh, precise, easier to get than ever before. And, and that's, uh, that's what we've been focusing on is, is building dashboards for companies to, to really help them manage their businesses by data to, uh, to get to uh, higher profits, more automation, and uh, more visibility, which is really, uh, I was listening to your, your previous guest, uh, visibility, uh, is uh, is such an important factor uh, in terms of uh, talking to investors, talking to prospective acquirers, and business intelligence tools can certainly give uh, an outside reviewer really good visibility on what's on what's happening in your business uh, uh, for them to become on board as a, as a partner, an investor, and acquirer. It makes tremendous sense because, of course, time is a, of an essence for everyone these days. And while you're growing your business, you want to be able to see where the trouble spots and where the great you know where what's going on. But also as you morph from uh, from uh, overtime president to part-time chairman, as a lot of our <laughs> listeners want to do, they need yeah. to be able to look at a dashboard uh, and see quickly and easily what's going on. So tell us about uh, why do business intelligence dashboards help companies grow faster and more profitably in your experience? Well, Aberdeen Group, which is uh, a, a really well-renowned, highly reputable research organization, did a study of... Uh, companies that, and, and basically measured to the degree to which they were, me- they were managed by data. So how well were they evaluating things like their marketing to sales conversions? How well did they have a handle on their ability to close their books accurately on, 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 and, and do so in, in what period of time? Uh, how, much, uh, were the, how much were they tracking the effectiveness of their web marketing or their email campaigns? How much were they uh, engaging in, in performance management in terms of their team based on defined quantitative measures. And they found something that shouldn't be surprising. I mean, it's from the world of sports, Billy Bean, Moneyball, 
Houston Rockets, mm-hmm. Sabermetrics. Uh, it's just that the days of uh, of managing by gut, it's, it's just there's evidence, you know, there's an enormous amount of evidence that shows that companies – uh, that, that, that excuse me, the findings of the Aberdeen Group were, were not surprising. That companies that were managed by data that were considered best of class in their industry, being managed by data, experienced uh, twice the revenue growth and three times the profitability of growth of their of the companies that were more average performers in those in those in those categories. Were they catching problems earlier and able to address uh, situations that were out of whack by having that instant diagnostic? Is that part of it? I, mean, I think absolutely, Bill. I think it's, it's so important that you know so many arenas of of, uh, of modern business, customer satisfaction, uh, employee satisfaction, uh, marketing effectiveness, sales team effectiveness. That we we've email conversions, open rates, click throughs. Uh, you know, on the radio, <laughs> who's listening and when. That that data has never been more precise than it is now, and, and to the degree that you can can uh, be accessing it easier, that it's, it's more of what we call it, it's pushed to you versus you have to go find it. It's visualized in a way that makes sense for you. Uh, it's accurate. It's real time uh, that uh, you're going you're gonna to find problems quicker, and you're also going to find opportunities quicker. I mean, I could, if you'd like, I could tell you a great example of a story yeah, of a company that made great. over, you know, uh, so, uh, we have a, uh, a, a recent uh, uh, business, an online retailer of flooring so online uh, 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 tile carpets hardwood floors so this is a very interesting space people are increasingly they love going to home depots lowe's the local flooring store but like everything else they're increasingly going online to uh to basically to to buy flooring because it's a very high price purchase average ticket size of flooring is over twenty five hundred dollars so naturally at those price points people are shopping around and so we implemented the business intelligence dashboard for our client, and uh, this allowed them to track their AdWord spend, which is a lot. It's in the tens of thousands of dollars, which is probably not atypical for a lot of your listeners. I mean, Google keyword search uh, in any term where you can get a multi-thousand-dollar sale is going to be very expensive. Mm-hmm. And what they had been unable to do without a ton of manual effort and a lot of brain juice, was connect the dots between their web ads and how, and, and how many times the phone was ringing. And this was because they had a system where they had a reporting functionality for their phone, they had reporting functionality for their web analytics, and it's, it can be done. There's a manual process by which you can, you can kind of correlate, but it's a multi-hour process. So, and it's also very much of a push process. You need to have some an analyst do that report uh, run the report from one one uh, software service login, the voice over IP system, log into AdWords, <laughs> log into analytics, which is the, the paid traffic versus the organic traffic, and try to correlate all this. Uh, and it would be a multi-hour effort, and as a result, they would do it maybe once every couple of months. And what a dashboard allowed us to do was by taking these different data sources, putting them all in one place, they found that there were certain hours of the day that their ads led to the phone calls most likely to convert. So what did they do? They started spending more money in those particular periods, and mm-hmm. they started having more phone reps available so they could pick up the phone quicker during those periods. And it basically, right there, that one change increased the month. Basically, they had a record month because of that, and their baseline sales went up effectively 10% 
because of that one little micro change. It's a lot of money. So we're talking tens of thousands of dollars in additional sales. Yes, did they have the data, but they weren't using it. And you know, one thing you find in situations like that, those are little pockets of opportunity that they tend to come and go a bit because of this competitors rushing in on AdWords and in and, and these mm-hmm. cases that uh, they were um, – you know, they, they, these little pockets of opportunity are worth a lot of money. So right there, it paid for their dashboard for 10 years, that one little, that one little fine. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's figuring out when the iron's hot and striking at that point, basically, yes. if, you, if you boil it down. So it's really, uh, it's not just the data. The data's always been there in some way, shape, or form. It's, it's arranging it and applying it and knowing when to, when to use it. Um, and, of course, a lot of, uh, a lot of business owners, in the past, they'd have to wait a long time to get their financials and see what's going on, you know, with their financial reports. And these days, like you say, a lot of that information is available immediately. So, is what you guys do is you pull the information from the different sources that it might exist on into, like I think about a car's dashboard, you know, that into one platform where they can easily look at the the levers and the meter and the graphs and the pie charts and that type of thing. Is that what you all do? Yeah, you're refer- yes, absolutely. So, to the degree we have online financial reporting, the information's in there, and it's it's the challenge is that let's let's say QuickBooks Online is is I'm sure a lot of your listeners that into it has a stranglehold on the small business, low and middle market in terms of their in terms of their products. Yeah. So, QuickBooks is great, however, that learning the reports functionality within it is learning a language in and of itself. Uh, it, for a lot of people, it doesn't suit their eye. Um, it's still not really a whole system, so you still got to go get it. And it's, you know, it's, it, can, it still exists a little bit in a vacuum. Yeah, it's great to know what your revenues were, but it gets a lot more interesting when you start looking at the dependencies. So, you know, what were, you know, looking at the revenues and then looking what the, the lead numbers were. Looking what the proposal number was for your salespeople, or looking at the number of incoming calls, and be able to see that all in one place, on one dashboard, it can be a very powerful visualization. Uh, you know, we use this expression, the magic metric. So, you know, yeah, everybody wants to make more money. So, you know, everybody wants to win the Super Bowl. But what are the key drivers of that? And uh, a dashboard allows you to really focus on those and, 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 and allow you to concentrate your efforts on improving those metrics that are going to drive the, the better financial metrics we're all seeking. Is there a particular kind of or stage of company that is more appropriate for uh, something like this for a business intelligence dashboard? I would say companies that 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 have that that are marketing and and, and sales are are fundamental to their workflow. So if you have, you know, some like for example a defense contractor that may have or, or an aerospace. Uh, supplier that Boeing is 90% of their business, they may not have as these metrics may not be as front and center, but companies that have sales teams, companies that have web marketing going on, where they're doing, they have SEO, SEM, uh, they have email lists that uh, have, that track sales team performance, that have the phones ringing, that they're measuring how many times the, the call data. Um, so you look at Things certainly consumer products and service companies, without question, 100% of them very dashboard driven. Anything you know, usually companies, other software or service companies or software companies, 
almost inevitably so. You know, I even look down. I mean, like, if you start looking at a restaurant, I mean, you know, you look at the great restaurants, I mean, the great chains, they're going to they're gonna understand their data. Subway and McDonald's, they understand their data. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, if you're a, you know, you're a smaller restaurant hospitality business, if you don't, you don't understand it, you're going to be at some significant disadvantages. Yeah, very important to understand that, like you said, the, the dependencies, the the metrics behind it, the the big numbers are great, but it's those smaller numbers that tell you what's hot and what's not, and what's going on in your business, so that you can make adjustments as necessary. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think it's we call that. I don't want to go too long on this bill because I know we're coming up against the clock, but we call that that that's, that's called this big strategy and this small strategy. And big strategy is, well, we want to get to $50 million and $5 million in EBITDA and sell the company for five times earnings and live happily ever after. That's very important. Don't get me wrong. You know, that's the, in any way minimizing that. So big strategy is something we ought to take on a, whatever it is, a quarterly, annual basis. And it's motivational. It's, it's the human element. It's critical. But the day-to-day, it's... In the, it's it's more in the trenches. It's more it's the micro. It's the it's these little changes that it's very rare these days. The, the business is too competitive. You're going to find something that's going to give you this 50 percent edge. It's not like mm-hmm. you know we have this break. It's, sometimes we think the Steve Jobs coming up with the personal computer. It's this breakthrough, and we it's very for the vast majority of business. It's not going to happen. There's not going to be some conceptual breakthrough. Edison inventing the light bulb. It's going to be on the margin. A percent here, two percent mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Better employee retention, a little bit of client. It's all it adds up, you know. And that's where that's what we call small strategy, and and that's where, mm-hmm. you know, that's where we need to be. Usually, in, in small, medium-sized companies, we need to be focusing the majority of our time. Yeah, small improvements all over the place. That's a great tip. And you know, why why would you say you and your firm are uniquely qualified to build and service these dashboards, Jay? Well, I think because we understand the big and the small, uh, we come from backgrounds of, of of getting the client and their aspiration. And, you know, they, the clients don't want to be buried in spreadsheets. Uh, they don't necessarily want to be getting consumed by the data. They want to stay big picture, and we understand that. And so the idea is, how can you create tools that allow them to do that while having in front of them that, all that data that allows them to make progress toward those big goals? So I think it's. I think we're uniquely qualified because we come up from a background of exit planning. Most companies in the space, they're software guys, so they're going to get lost in the weeds. And that's fine if you're eBay or Amazon, you have teams of analysts that can do this stuff. But for most, for most small, medium-sized companies, it's usually the C-level executives that are tasked with, with a lot of this small strategy. And so I think we understand that. I think we speak their language because you know, we've worked with them for so many years. You've been there and done that, and you know it's it's so important again for business owners out there to understand that it's it's not only data, it's the right data. It's understanding what are the right things that go into your dashboard, and that's where GrowThink comes in. Jay, what is the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Well, I would I, we have a comprehensive website, guidingmetrics.com. I would recommend folks go there, and and from there they can click on a link and sign up for our product demo and we would love to uh, love to show you what we do and and what we always make a point of on any demo we don't take a demo we're just going to show you the bells and whistles of our software we want to give you a couple of takeaways right on that call so even if for whatever reason it doesn't it isn't an appropriate uh, service for you to purchase right now 
that we have a team that kind of get you to think a little bit about metrics by asking the right questions. Jay, you've given us some really great information. I hope our listeners will take advantage of it. Again, the website is guidingmetrics.com uh, to learn about how valuable this dashboard approach can be uh, and, and learn more about it and get in touch with uh, Jay Toro of GrowthInc. Jay, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure to have you on. Bill, thank you so much. Yeah. And I know we can go a lot deeper on a lot of these topics, so I hope someday you'll come back and, and join us again so we can talk about some of the most important metrics that you're finding uh, business owners should use. So thanks again. I'd love to. Love to, Bill. Thank you so much. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our show today. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to all of our guests. It's been a fascinating show. The time just goes it flies by for me. Really appreciate you joining us today, and I hope you'll join us again at our next show next week and every week at ExitCoachRadio.com. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 